Welcome to the Commercial Intelligence Briefing Podcast, brought to you by NAR Commercial, the National Association of Realtors. In this program, we'll have a conversation with Marsha Petrie-Sue. She's an original, unique, and one-of-a-kind professional speaker and coach who helps companies deal with employee relationships and life-changing ideas to maximize their success. I'm your podcast host, Steve Lubetkin. Marsha Petrie-Sue is considered the Muhammad Ali of personal development, leadership, communications, and managing change. She can dance and look pretty, and she uses the entire ring, but she knows how and when to land a knockout punch. Marsha is the president and CEO of MPS Incorporated, a speaking practice and training company. She holds an MBA from the University of Phoenix and a bachelor's from California State University in Long Beach. Marsha works with companies and associations that want to create a stimulating environment for leaders and employees through personal accountability, challenged thinking, and acceptance of change. She's one of the NAR Commercial Signature Series speakers, and she's also the best-selling author of Toxic People, Decontaminate Difficult People at Work Without Using Weapons or Duct Tape, and also The Reactor Factor, How to Handle Difficult Work Situations Without Going Nuclear. She's authored other resources, including the award-winning book, The CEO of You, Leading Yourself to Success, and she joins us today from her office in Scottsdale, Arizona. Marcia, thanks for joining us on the NAR Commercial Intelligence Briefing Podcast. Well, thank you so much for including me. It's great to have you on the program. Marsha, you're one of the Signature Series speakers for NAR Commercial. And among other things, I see that you are described as the Muhammad Ali of communications. And you've got to start out by telling us how you help real estate professionals land the knockout punch through communications. Well, first off, I want to address the Muhammad Ali of communications. Actually, one of my clients gave me that little uh, subtitle. So I really like that. And I think that gets to the point and the question of what can we do to improve our communications and how do we land that knockout punch? One of the things we have to really be able to do and enable ourselves to do is to be good listeners. Basically, people listen at three different levels, level one, two, and three. Level one is when you are uh, tuned in. You're 100% in the moment. I believe that when you're in sales, I spent 35 uh, years in sales, that you must be in the moment. You must be listening at Uh, level number one, which means you turn off all the self-talk, you turn off all the description of property, you turn off all the things you want to do, you're turning off all of your personal stuff, and all of that goes away. You are 100% present with them. Typically, however, most people listen at level two. That means that they are skimming. They're hearing just enough to stay on topic, but they're thinking about, what's that next property I'm going to show them? Gee, I wonder if they've been pre-approved. And you have all these different things turning around in your head, and you're really not able to listen between the lines. Level three is when it's all about you. Level three is when maybe you've had this kind of client before and they haven't turned out to be terrific and you are totally turned out and you are really focused on what you are going to say next. So I believe the knockout punch comes through improving your listening skills first. There's another little caveat in there too and it has to do with the verbal output that we have. I think there's a lot of people out there that are very tense about the economy and such and so when things start to kind of throw you off base, part of our communication is to use a technique called fogging and that's where someone throws you a curveball and that's where you say you may be right help me understand you may be right help me understand why you believe that property is underpriced 
Help me understand why you believe that property is overpriced. So whatever it might be, you're cloaking your response in that kind of information and words. So I think the fogging technique is critically important. Now, one of the uh, first books that you wrote was called The CEO of You. Can you talk a little bit about how that information can help people with personal branding? We Everybody's into personal branding today. It's a very crowded market. How do you get people's attention and maybe talk a little bit about why you were inspired to write that book? Absolutely. That was actually my third book uh, that I wrote. The CEO of YOU is the chief energizing officer of your own uniqueness. And what it does, it helps us understand the importance of taking personal responsibility for every single thing that we do. As we know, people enter the real estate market They come in to work in real estate because, indeed, they want to be entrepreneurs. They want to work for themselves. But then sometimes when they go to work for a company, their expectations change. So what we have to understand that as an entrepreneur, the personal branding becomes absolutely critical. How do you differentiate yourself from anybody else? And there's... As everyone listening knows, there's thousands and thousands of realtors out there, and we want to make sure that we have that unique selling proposition, that we know what we stand for. Uh, For an example, in my market, not only am I Muhammad Ali of communications, but I am also known as the decontaminator of toxic people. And one of the reasons that I really decided to write this book, and this is especially important for the listeners, is that you have to take the information and all of the great stuff that you do, and you have to be able to package it and deliver it in different formats, which means I would highly recommend, uh, for an example, putting together a brochure on the 12 top ways to buy a piece of property in a down economy. You know, do something like that where people have something to take away with them. So I believe that personal branding comes from your unique selling proposition and what you can do to differentiate yourself. Now, um, we mentioned in the opening your your books and your presentations use some interesting imagery in the titles. You talked about the toxic people. Uh, You also use the image of nuclear reactors and duct tape and weapons. What made you choose this kind of imagery? Well, I think this is really important to know how people remember information. They remember in imagery, not in words. So that means that if I use toxic people, how to decontaminate difficult people without using weapons or duct tape, people remember that. They may not remember Marsha Petrie Sue, but they will remember toxic people. They will remember the reactor factor. So when I can create that kind of message and make an image around it, it becomes very memorable. When you're trying to help people take personal responsibility for the choices they make and the outcomes of those choices, what are maybe the top three tips that you would give people? I call it the TLC. Take it, leave it, or change it. When you take it, it means that in the moment it isn't exactly the way you want it. However, you know because you are going to go dig through your toolbox, you're going to find a different approach. That in the moment, you're not going to get all upset and that tomorrow is going to be better and different. That's the T. The L is you leave it, you reject it, you walk away from it. There's going to be some clients that you have to walk away from. You know, the looky-loos that just absolutely suck the life out of you. The C stands for change it. 
And that means I look at my own flexibility. I look and see what I can learn on a particular topic. So when I get stuck in that rut, and I always think about what Mark Twain said. Mark Twain said the only difference between a rut and a grave is the length and the depth. So when I get stuck in that rut, I pull myself up by the bootstraps and I say, kiddo, three choices here. Take it, leave it, or change it. Sounds like good advice. In terms of keeping yourself motivated, do you have any special key to success? You know, I do. Thank you for asking that. I have learned to ask myself, am I reacting or am I responding? Because I think so many times when we do have to self-motivate, when we are the only person there to keep our morale up, we have to ask ourselves, am I knee-jerking to this situation? Am I taking it personally? Am I getting too emotionally entwined? And that is reacting. It's knee-jerking. However, responding, which is my choice, and that's how I stay motivated, is to make sure that I understand I do have choices. And when I respond, that means I dig way down in my toolbox. I might go to a peer. I might go to my mentor or to my executive coach, and I might ask them for a better way to respond to a situation, or I might run my process by them and see if that is a better way to approach. So I think it's really important for us to look deep inside and say, okay, am I really in a negative spiral? Am I sucking the life out of myself? Because we can. 77 percent of our self-talk is negative. And what that means is that when we get into a situation where we feel at risk, when we feel jeopardized, that we'll say, I can't, I won't be able to, I'll never be able to do it. We need to take that negative frame of reference and freeze that frame of reference and choose to make it more positive. It's a choice I make every day. Life is not easy. Life is very hard get over it, because it is what it is. Now, you know, Marcia, there are an awful lot of ways that people can spend money on marketing and promoting their services. I wonder if you could uh, talk a little bit about what you think works. How, what's the best way for people to divide up that marketing budget among traditional marketing, online marketing, and even using social media? One of the things that I've learned is that you have to understand who is your demographic, who is your audience, who are you trying to get interested in doing business with you, and that will make some difference as to what you use. However, in saying that, I do believe that every aspect of marketing really needs to be used because people learn, people retain, people look at information differently. So there can be traditional media where you're doing some mailings, you're doing some some brochures, you're going door to door and that sort of thing. And again, take a hard look at your demographic and find out what the successful people are doing and follow that lead. So you need to look and see how you are imaging yourself, how you are branding yourself, and do you have that online marketing to support that? Do you have the internet capability and the websites to support that? Now, as far as social media, uh, I am a real proponent of that. And I, I was maybe not early adapter, but I was kind of sort of early. Facebook is absolutely critical. And I believe what people are really interested in 
is what do you do personally? And that's where you make a connection. Are you interested in the outdoors? Do you do a lot of fundraisers? Are you a gardener? Do you build birdhouses? Uh, all those different components become of interest to people. Look and see how people are posting today. This is what I do. And then every once in a while, maybe I post usually once a day, unless I'm out you know, in the wilderness somewhere birding. Um, I try to post every day, sometimes twice a day, with things just that are going on in my life. Then also every once in a while, I'll throw out a quote. Every three to four to five days, I'll throw out a quote on uh, uh, the Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and many of these other uh, social media that are out there. Because that's how you get your message across, a pointer, a tip something that is unique to the market that has just transpired, uh, what the election is going to mean to people. All these sorts of things become really of interest, and that's how you build a social media focus with that. Now, I'm also going to recommend, and there's a lot of different things you can use, but I personally use Hootsuite. And what Hootsuite allows me to do, because otherwise this will just suck your time dry if you try to get into every piece of social media. And what I can do is I have my setup, uh, self set up on like seven different social media perspectives. I click on those seven, I post once, and it populates them all. Whether it be Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and the rest of them, they're automatically populated. So I only have to do it once. So I think there's some rules out there that we can leverage to become better. I would highly recommend going online. If you don't know about these, learn about them. There's plenty of people and there's a lot of stuff on the NAR website that are really, really good at helping you understand this whole new marketing perspective of social media. I've actually been hired several times off of LinkedIn. Also, I have been hired because of just Googling my name or Googling communication expert. So you need to keep up with that. You need to see what people are seeing when they Google you. So keep that in mind as you're putting together your marketing budget. Hire an expert. Get a 12-year-old. I think that's one of the best things to do. Marcia, you have a number of programs that you present based on some of the topics that we talked about. That These are all part of the NAR commercial signature series. Are any of them standouts in your mind as, as really exceptional programs that people should know about? Well, what I, of course, I wrote them all, so I think they're all exceptional. But the one that is, let me tell you the, the one that is most popular today, and that's the decontaminate toxic people without uh, using weapons or duct tape. And I believe in this kind of market, in this kind of economy, when we look at un- unemployment being what it is, and the need for making money is is so, so competitive today, There's a lot of toxicity, and what I do in that program is I help people identify the six different kinds of difficult people. We talked first and initially about communications today. It allows you and it gives you the tools to communicate differently with each of those different kinds of toxic behavior. You have clients that are toxic. You have people in your office that are toxic. You might have a broker that is toxic or a lender or whomever it might be. How do you manage that relationship? Because now we're going to get to something else we talked about, and that's taking personal responsibility for your outcomes. So that one to me is uh, most popular right now. The other one that is very, very uh, popular is the reactor factor. 
And that's how to deal with some of these difficult work situations without going nuclear. To make sure that you understand the tools, that you're using the tools, that you find out what other tools are available to maximize your success. So those would be the two that that, uh, right now I'm seeing as the most popular. Well, it sounds great, Marsha, and we thank you very much for taking the time to join us on the NAR Commercial Intelligence Briefing Podcast. Thank you so much, Steve. Marsha Petrie-Sue is the president of MPS Incorporated. You can get more information at MarshaPetrieSue.com. And for more information about NAR Commercial, visit the website Realtor.org forward slash commercial. We produce these programs in the studios of Lubetkin Global Communications in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. For everyone at NAR Commercial and the National Association of Realtors, this is Steve Lubetkin. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you out there on the net. Take good care.